Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Oz and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert and Tim Johnson. Thank you very much everybody for joining us on this episode. Please take a moment and hit that subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube and don't forget to follow and subscribe to us on any of the major podcasts and platforms that you might be listening to us on. Support the cast. Tim, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight, we're talking about a little ditty from 2008. We're talking about murders. Stay tuned. Give us a synopsis, Tim, bud. Okay. A young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tortured her as a child leads her and a friend, who are also a victim of child abuse, on a terrifying journey into the living hell of depravity. It's quite the, quite the fucking synopsis, man. All right. So, this is a Big movie. Bird. Make you think big, big mind expanding words. That's right. So this is a movie that came out in 2008 during the, the high point of the French extreme horror scenario in which we had all kinds of different movies, like the ones that introduced us to the amazing Alexander Aja, like high tension, which is one of my favorites. Um, and there was just this huge run of, of French produced movies that, well, as the, as I said, we're like extreme horror. And this was absolutely one that stick stuck out in people's minds, even to this day. So we have a girl by the name of Lucy who gets, uh, the very beginning of the movie, we see a little girl who is running and we come to find she's out all fucked she's up. all like fucked <laughs> up, like battered face. And she's got like dried blood and shit on her. And she what ends the hell happened to her. Yeah, she ends up at, like, a home for wayward girls, like, uh, beaten and wayward girls, and come to find out that she had been kidnapped and tortured, and she continues to have mental anguish and problems, but she befriends this wonderful girl, uh, uh, Anna, and, uh, and she's, they basically grow up together. The movie jumps after about 10 to 15 minutes from the beginning, when we kind of get a little bit of a background, and it starts with her showing up at the door of a house of this family that's enjoying breakfast together and she blows everybody away with a fucking double barrel shotgun and she's she's yelling and screaming about the fact that she finally found them and her she calls her friend her friend comes over finds the massacre and okay stop did you guys think she was full on crazy town at this point did you think that she just like killed some poor innocent suburban family because no. I totally did you, you knew? 
No, it's not that I knew because, I mean, obviously this time when I watched it, I knew because I watched it before. But the first time I watched it, uh, I don't I don't know because it seemed to, for me, the vibe that I got was like this was planned. It wasn't just a random, like that's just the, yeah, that's just what I the the first time I remember specifically watching this the first time that, that you know the first time, and I remember thinking, and I can see I actually kind of went back and thought about this when I was watching it the second time around. Or, well, it's not second, probably about tenth time around. But I remember thinking to myself, it felt like there was going to be a dirty secret, but it was maybe the family was innocent, and it was like the father was the one who was just doing this or just the mother. It was like some sort of like a sidebar thing and nobody, everybody else is a, is a, is a victim. You know what I mean? So it's going to come out that, that she murdered these people unnecessarily just to get to him or her. You know what I mean? There was still going to be something there, but I didn't expect the fucking twist and turn of what's going on. So, so she's still being haunted by the, by the image of what you come to find out as a girl that she left behind because she wanted to escape. And this woman basically lives in her mind and all the damage that she claims that the woman has done to her over the years was actually her doing it, excuse me, to herself. Right. Um, things kind of start to unravel and, uh, they find a secret passageway in the house that leads them to, the basement fucking umbrella corp yeah fucking umbrella corp style situation leads to the basement and well here we have it it's uh the truth is revealed that uh, this family was up to some dirty nasty shit nefarious so do things guys, do you guys think like that whole family was like part of this like secret organization 100 percent. yeah so like that do you think like the the kids were going down there and like fucking flaying people Maybe not the kids going down and flaying people, but the kids were involved to a point. You know what I mean? Like maybe they helped with the feedings and maybe they helped with, you know, certain other things, but they probably weren't going to that extent, but they were probably, I found this to be, the family was almost like a member of a cult. It feels very surgical and like you said, like corporate type of, you know, like umbrella corporation, but in the deep end of things. There, there seems to be, and, and the mademoiselle said this at the end, they weren't very organized in the beginning. That doesn't come across like it's a company that comes across as it's a fucking cult with people mm. who are investing. So it's literally yeah, just it's Joe blow. Yeah. Crazy one percenters, hostile style shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, they all have a belief in what the mademoiselle is talking about and they want to see it come to fruition. So they're funding right. it. So it comes across now that we have this family unit, mother and the father are heavily doing this, but they would probably be prepping and conditioning the children to, to take over Mm. as they get a little bit older. Right. Cause the kid said the the boy says he's like 18 before she like blows him away. He's 18 years old. I know which the first time I saw that I legit thought she was going to let him go. And then just how she whips around and boom. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when she smoked the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked. I know. And then you come to find out that it's because, and they, it was a good callback. Uh, the mother was talking about how the daughter got them on the front page of the newspaper. 
And then you come to find out later, that's how she tracked them down. She recognized the parents from the picture in the newspaper and sought them out. So it was a good callback because they were very aware of the fact, like she was very aware of the fact that they made it to the front page of the newspaper. And it was almost like she was concerned about it. And Mm. then here's the piece of paperwork afterwards. But yeah, no, I do believe there's a whole conditioning system going on. And it's just, that's the way that it is. They're all it's very over strange to me because the rest of them are very tactical. Like when he bring when Mademoiselle comes in and brings in like the, the goons that they're very like umbrella corp style. They're very tactical. They're very uh, precise. They know exactly what they're doing. And these people just seem like they're people that are living on top of the lab to kind of like make it look inconspicuous. Dude, have you seen how some of these fucking cults act? It's crazy. It's fucking crazy, man. This once again, it's it, it was like some sort of like an organized Scientology well, it, scientific it's these based millionaires religion that want a, a a look into the afterlife. They're they're looking for these martyrs to try and see the the glimpse into the the, yeah. the afterlife. So they're funding it, and it became creepy when all the fucking one percenters show up because they just Here, seem yeah. like your fucking uncles, your grandparents, your cousins, mm. and they showed up and they look like normal fucking people except that they're all driving fucking Benzes and Rolls Royces. You know what I mean? And here they are. You know, yeah. oh, we have progress. You know, oh fuck. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, so that's generally the story, uh, you know, without getting too much into the end, we'll talk about that a little bit here soon, but the twist obviously is that, uh, the, the twist is that obviously, yes, she was right. And there was more to it. It wasn't just that they were capturing, somebody was capturing and torturing, you know, kids come to find out that they were capturing and torturing women for the idea of the martyrdom. And they explain the martyrdom. Martyrdom is the ability to utilize a, a woman's sense to look into the other world at a certain point, uh, at death, basically death's door, you know, to, to, to be able to see into that other side of things. It's people that, that don't crack. Mm. It's these people that no matter how much torture they go through they're they don't crack. Like they don't have that mental snap where they start seeing things. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's, and that's the other thing too, that they started talking about because, uh, her friend was seeing the girl and then the other one that had the fucking visor thing on, she was seeing cockroaches and shit crawling all over all the time. So they each had the crack. They weren't truly strong enough at one point. So, but when she snaps, like when she turns, it's fucking terrible. Like it's bad that she's being tortured. You know, obviously, right? But there's that one point when she's just broken. That's it. No, but that's the opposite. She doesn't crack. Well, no. Well, that's... Okay, so let me rephrase that then. She breaks. She doesn't crack, but she breaks. And she just... She's just... She's soulless at that point. She just reached a point where she's reached maximum pain. Mm. She's like, okay, this is it. This is it. That's right. Yeah, so... It's an interesting story. It's an interesting take on things. It's, it's cults, it's underground shit. It's the one percenters hostile type fucking shit that's going on. Uh, all that kind of crap. And it's an intriguing story because on the dark side of that, you got to think about the family, you know, 
it's a normal looking house, a normal family. The daughter's like making front page news for, for fucking swimming. She's got gold medals hanging all over her bedroom. The 18 year old boy is just an average Joe kid by the looks of it. They could be your neighbors. This kind of shit could be going on next door. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's, it's creepy. That's the creep factor of this movie is that it's suburban cult shit. You know, to put it bluntly. So, all right. Anything that you guys want to talk about or add to the story? Um, no, I think you, you summed it up. I mean, I liked it. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I liked it. The first time I saw it, I liked it this time that I watched it. Um, it's, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of like foreign films anyway, just because their, their, their storytelling sensibilities are different than ours. And they have like a unique look, look on, you know, certain things or whatever. Right. But I found that this movie could be made in the U S it could be made, you know, in Europe, it could be made wherever, like it's a pretty generic story but it's not, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I don't know. Like, it's like one of those movies, like you felt like you've watched something like this before, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's not like what you've watched before. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, it's got a lot of elements of other stuff, but it's, Adam but, it earlier, but it's too. very similar to hostile. Like this, this concept of like torturing. Yeah. But instead of getting off on it, it's it's a hunt for the murder there's a purpose instead of just getting off on it so you know but it's interesting that you mentioned tim about the fact that this movie seems like it could be made uh you know anywhere basically because Mm -hmm. they did they remade it in the united states so in 2015 uh they did an almost shot for shot remake of this movie which it wasn't very good which i didn't like that yeah it's fucking terrible for a shot for shot remake they really fucked it up to be honest. But do you want to know what though? I felt like I felt like the cinematography and the locations and the actors and like all that stuff that they picked was fine. Mm-hmm. There was nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. But one of the things when you do a remake, especially shot for shot, is like you know, the director of the original fucking um what's his name? Pascal Laurier? Lavier or Laurier? Lavier yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um this was this was his movie so there's obviously a heart and soul to it right but like when you're copying that like that's what this remake was missing like it didn't have the heart and soul it didn't have the passion behind it it's like let's just copy someone else's work yeah really it is like that old meme you know hey can i copy your homework okay just change a few things you know what i mean and and it's like the two different versions get handed in but it's the same title and shit right so yeah, no, it, it, this, the remake really didn't feel the same in terms of the, the feeling and the heart and soul, like just, you said. It, yeah, it lacked, it lacked heart. It lacked heart. Yeah. And I was excited for it too, actually, to be honest. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Okay. All right, Josh, I'd really like to hear your notes. Okay. I, I, I would too, Josh. Just, I just want to throw that in there that I really want to hear them too. That we so, would like to hear your notes. What we've established is you would both like to hear my notes. Yes. Correct. Is that where we're at? Yes. Okay, I'm going to yeah. proceed. Okay. 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 You guys still want to hear him? Yeah. No, more than ever. Okay. More yeah. than ever. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm 100% on board. Okay. All right. Uh, my first.
first viewing of Murders took place May 13th, 2021, at 11.41 a.m. Uh, I first thought this was some sort of, like, Saw revenge movie, where it kind of introduced that she was being abused and stuff. I was like, so she gets out, does she, like, go full-on crazy and, like, find these people and hack them up or something? Um, my next line here is, what the fuck... So is this a supernatural movie? Because we're kind of alluded to like the the creepy witch uh, woman dark type creature, passenger, the ghost, uh, witch woman, whatever you want to call it. It's not really explained until later on that this is kind of going on in her head. Uh, that mom is completely savage. She roasts this boy like no tomorrow. <laughs> she does. Yeah. My next line is Jesus Murphy, followed by a what the fuck. Followed by a, this is bonkers. So when she's just going nuts, blowing everybody away with the double barrel. Yeah. I, I would say so. I say she walks in the door, and I'm thinking Jesus Murphy. And then she blows one of them away. I'm like, what the fuck? And then when she pops the kid, I'm like, this is bonkers. Uh, my next line is, you can't get answers from a corpse. Uh, you kind of fucked up. Because she's like... Slapping at the like, mom oh, character. Answer me, answer me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this, this wasn't the way to do that. Um, I, I wonder, does she have like a Kill Bill list? Is this going to be like a whole thing where she goes around and finds like all the people that tortured her? That'd be cool. Uh, so this demon is in her head, right? Like a dark passenger type situation? Yeah. Uh, they're really outstaying their welcome. Like, get the fuck out of here. They're, they're there for like a whole day. It's like, this is a murder scene. What are you guys like hanging around for? Uh, you believe me. I'm insane. You believe I'm insane too? Quote. Yeah. You're fucking bonkers. You just killed these people. Like you're you're crazy pants. Uh, the contorted demon, dark passenger thing is like really cool. Uh, the, the quick shots, everything with whenever that creature kind of came on screen, I think it was done really well. Yeah. I was wondering if this was like some sort of metaphor for like demons and mental health or like past demons of. Occurrences yep. or whatever. Yep. Uh, holy shit! Secret lab under the house, full on Umbrella Corporation. Lucy was right. I'm so sorry. I doubted you. I thought you were crazy, pants. Uh, uh, fuck me. That is disgusting. Don't remember what happened, but it was pretty gross. Uh, the helmet was stapled and bolted into her head i think that would be what was i that was pretty cringe it, it was very cool the way that they did it too because when they take it off you can see that they had shaved her head down in that spot to put it down too yeah. crazy what the fuck is the purpose of all this stuff it's straight up like fucking resident evil what are they studying uh the yellow tinted glasses on mademoiselle really screams bad guy she was my favorite character in this film she was awesome she was creepy, man. Yeah, she was like, creepy. As soon as she came on screen, I'm thinking like crazy German doctor, like Nazi fucking weird scientist person, cult leader. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole act left of this movie at this point, and I was waiting for it to wrap up. Like I thought, Mademoiselle Cotter, okay, cut to black, boom, bada boom. There's still fucking thirty, forty minutes left of this film. Like that's just act two. Yep. 
I definitely thought that was the ending when she rolled up. Uh, she must really dislike that, like, pudding stuff. She's spitting it out. What, what the fuck is that that they're feeding them? Oh, and you, you see you see a couple of times when the family's, like, preparing. It's like bananas and shit. They're basically making, like, a, like a smoothie bullshit that they're putting in balls for it's them. Just fucking banana pudding. Vitamins and potassium. Just getting your potassium every day. You're just fucking cramming chewed up bananas in you. Gruel. Uh, it turns out that the final stage is astronaut training. They hook her up to, like, one of those gyro things. Uh, holy shit. He straight up hellraisered her. Full on flayed. <laughs> Imagine that being your job in this crazy corporation. Like, you just skin people. That's your job. Because he's like the specialist that they call in. It's like, alright, this, this is the guy. So you work in this, like, crazy billionaire company that revolves around torturing people. And then you go home and you fucking mow the lawn and you snuggle up with your wife and watch some TV. Yep. Uh, these rich folk are some sort of afterlife cabal. Like, they're full-on crazy. Good and use. then my last note was just, wow. Wow. That is wow. how you end a horror movie. It was just full-on Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> it, it definitely oh, wow. does it definitely does have a good ending to it where it's so fucking bleak yeah. you know what I mean like the, the the heroines the woman that you think is the main character the heroine dies mm-hmm. it switches turns to another woman who's a heroine usually at this point they survive they move on life becomes better fuck that she loses like that's it and then all of a sudden the bad guys take a fucking dive at the same time. You know what I mean? Like it's all for naught for them at this point because of what happens in the end where Mademoiselle is, she receives the information and what does she do? Puts a fucking gun in her mouth. So Anna reaches martyr. Mm-hmm. She reaches the state of martyrism. Yep. She sees it into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. She tells Mademoiselle what she sees mm-hmm. and then she's stop speaking she just goes mute she goes catatonic yeah 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 she's still alive still alive right so then that begs to question and this is i'm going to propose this to when we each do our review what do you think she said to mademoiselle that would make mademoiselle put the gun in her fucking mouth so think about that when you actually do your final review okay because that's that's an interesting topic that i always have with people that conversation so talk about the effects here for a moment this movie starts off with some basic stuff right you know you got the blood you got the torture scenes then you get the shotguns great fucking effects when they were blown away the the family with the shotguns like i was i was for lack of a better term and i'm gonna get punny for a second i was blown away it was fucking awesome. It really was. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was great effects work. And the blood splatter, the gore was there. It, it looked really good. And then we start to get into the full suit characters. So you got the you got a better image of the, the dark passenger, as you called her, Josh, where you can see that she's just all cut up and her, her lips are from being sewed shut and all that shit. And then you get the woman with the, the fucking chastity belt fucking thing. That's got the, the, the VR goggle fucking headset going too. that's, it, she's fucked up looking in her, her whole body. And it's a full suit. 
Like, there's no way that they did individual pieces on her. I could kind of tell with some of the way that her skin was moving that it was, like, full foam prosthetic pieces or or a suit that was created, like a, a silicone-type suit. But I think it was foam latex by the looks of it. Um, but it was good. It looked really good the way that they handled it. And then you go full into when, at the very end, Anna gets fucking flayed except for her face. Which I thought was perfect, because I think that if they had actually done the full face too, it would have just been another flayed person. But to leave her face the way that they did, you know, kind of leaving some of her humanity there, was mm. was a bigger... It, it had a bigger effect on me, looking at that one. It way. was unsettling. Very unsettling. Very unsettling. Um, and, and you know what? And... At first, you kind of watch this movie and you think to yourself, eh, it doesn't seem like it has a lot of budget to it, right? And then the shotguns, okay, that's cool. Then you see the bodysuits for the monsters, the monster-type characters. It's like, okay, that's pretty cool too. But then you see the fucking lab. And then you see, like, yeah, the, the full fucking suit that she has on when she's flayed. And sitting yeah. in that big glass pool of goo at the end and shit like this, I'm like, like, you can see the budget. <laughs> As the movie no, goes, I, the budget's like that. I also like that. really liked a lot of the the simple done effects of like when they're in the hallway and they got like the razor blades going up and down their arms. Yeah. Like it was just, it's a simple effect to do, but like it didn't look chintzy or cheap or anything. Like, it, yeah, the effects work in this real nice. Real nice stuff. Real nice stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Hi everybody, this is Vincent DeSanti, the writer and director of Friday the 13th fan film Never Hike Alone, and you are listening to the great commentary of They Cast from the Coast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out Never Hike Alone, which is streaming for free on YouTube right now. Blu-ray copies of Martyrs have been discontinued in Region 1. And that's trivia time with Tim. So, this movie is apparently on like, like kind of like the nasties list for movies that like fuck people up. Yes. <laughs> yep. I think Hostel's worse than this movie, from like a gore perspective. Oh well, Hostel was intended to be quote unquote torture porn. It was literally yeah. intended to be. Here's the general scenario: people pay to fuck you up, whereas at least. To be honest, Murders had a better story. Yeah. And that's what fuck people up about it, is that it isn't just the gore, it's the concept behind it, and then the surprise twists that came with it. Like I said, you start with, you know, the heroine, the revenge act, then the heroine dies, the new heroine, all right, she's got to survive, fuck, she, she's in for it now, and then even the bad people fuck off in the end, you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's a, it's a very bleak movie. It's the concept behind it that really gets to people. Okay, so which one was okay. fake, fellas? So, I have two things in my mind right now. Uh-huh. You said that they weren't able to fucking take a bath for like days wash, on end during wash, the shooting. Wash for days, yep. Wash for days. And then the other one was she broke three bones. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm I going can't with. see that. There's no fucking way. The film actor's crew... Like, does that, does the 
Film Actors Guild fucking exist in France? Like, they yeah, would shut that shit down. Fair, there's been more fucked up things. I mean, look at all the shit Stanley Kubrick did to that poor woman from The Shining. You know <laughs> what I mean? That was in the 80s. Still, Wendy. Film Actors Guilds existed. Look what fucking Jared Leto did when he was playing Joker, giving fucking dead rats and shit to people and used <laughs> condoms and shit. Like... Okay, I I still think it's the Broken Bone ones, but I don't think it has anything to do with actors guilds and all that kind of bullshit. I think that it has entirely to do with the fact that you talked about the fact that she was in bed for like six weeks or some shit like that because of it. So I think that the Bones one is false. Yeah. Go ahead, Josh. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I think the Bones ones. <laughs> yeah! <Ooh>, what? <laughs> so which one was false? The fucking 12 hours a day screaming, oh, screaming? not being able to watch and shit. <laughs> Nicely done. That Tim. was my one. That Clap. was my so one. So she did break bones, but she was allowed to shower. Yes. <laughs> she was yeah. able to shower so her broken accent. body. So I'll, re- I'll reread the actual, yeah. the actual one. It's uh, the actress that played Anna broke three bones during the movie shoot and had to stay in bed for six weeks. Right. That's absolutely on... IMDb's fucking trip. But my one was uh, Pascal Lore has confessed that he might have take some of the, taken some of the filmmaking techniques a little too far with actors, making the actors not be able to wash for days. Uh, they've said to uh, Anna has said to have spent 12 hours a day just screaming. Uh, she also concedes that Pascal Lore got a great performance out of her, but she describes her experience as almost unbearable. Very well done. Thank yeah. you. I, I think you should actually add that to IMDb. <laughs> and see how many people pick it up as false. That should be the thing. You know, like a Wikipedia scenario. How, how many can you can you pass off? Yeah, Tim, well, Tim should add there, all this shit. There, it was greatly inspired by Stanley Kubrick. Um, the, the quote that was about him with uh, Shelley Duvall. Oh, yes. He had to film that fucking baseball bat scene 127 times and like, that's kind of where I got the... Because I'm reading some of these, and, like, it legit says they don't ever want to work with this director again. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take it from there. Mm. Legit. Okay. Good job, Tim. Good job. <laughs> All right, so with that, it is time for us to actually give our review and our final thoughts on this as well. Adding the piece of information that I stated earlier, I want you to try to tell me what you think the mademoiselle was told by Anna. Interpret that. That made her put a gun in her mouth. Josh. I think she looks at the mademoiselle and fucking whispered in her ear. She's like, there ain't nothing, you useless sack of shit. Your fucking whole operation's for nothing. I went to the other side and there ain't nothing. And now you gotta tell all these one percenters that you wasted all their money and all their time. Mm-hmm. It's a good thought, though. I mean... It's a good th- you know, basically kill yourself or they're going to kill you anyway because you just wasted all their fucking money. They can make you disappear. And I don't know if that's the truth. I just think that's what she told her. <laughs> I think she lied to her. Okay. Well, give us your final thoughts then, Josh. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I like The Exorcist. Uh, when you combine horror with religion, that to me is um, peak horror because that, that kind of struggle with belief that all humans have and i think when you mix that with horror be it demonic or when you when you look at this just the the disgusting nature that is human beings and what they're capable of 
uh, I think that makes for a very good film and a very good story. I think the gore was good. I think the the flaying suit that they did was excellent. Uh, the fact that they left her face open was very unsettling. Uh, the story arc and where where you lie, where you believe uh, Louise or if you believe Anna at certain points in the story, I think that's excellent storytelling. Uh, all around, I think this movie is very well done. Um, uh, I got to give it an R. I, I, I highly recommend this film. Um, and as far as foreign films, it's up there very high with me as well. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad that uh, once again, this is the beauty of the show. We can introduce people to things like this. and mm-hmm. That's good. Tim. Do you want me to say yes. what I think you said? Absolutely. Um, I think she saw legit, and it's not what they thought it was going to be, and that fucking terrified this woman, and she was like, fuck this, I'm out. Mm. That's what I think. That's how I took it the first time. Like, like she absolutely did what they were trying to do. She succeeded, but it's not the outcome that they were hoping for. Like, it's, like, worse. You know what I mean? Like... That's yeah. how I took it. Because, I mean, this woman, it, it, she was on top of her game. Why would she just all of a sudden put a gun in her mouth? And I mean, what she a way to end a movie, was... too, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, it was a crazy way to end a movie. So what do you think exactly she said to her, Sora? I don't, I don't know. It would just be speculating. But like yeah. I said, I think, I mean, what was the whole point of the martyrdom? To, to see how great the other side is. So you think yeah. it was so great that she's like, all right, I'm going. No, I think the other Scott, the other side is like you're fucked. Like it's like hell. Like it's all just fucking hell, fire and brimstone, and like. Why would she put a fucking gun in her mouth and go there? She's going there I don't soon know. anyway. Yeah. yeah. She she went on her own. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or well, no one knows. She went the... And like she got to the other Scott other side, and like you know. I I, I don't know. See, that's the cool thing about it. Like. You yeah, it's see- like the suitcase in Pulp Fiction. Exactly. Nobody knows what's in it. You, you got it. Or the key for Becky. Yeah. Nice. Nice. The fucking key from Becky. Fucking key um, from Becky. This, this, this was like, um, this was a surprise the first time I watched it. Um, I wasn't expecting much. It was kind of like one of those things that I was reading on a website that was recommended, probably about 2010, 2011. And, uh, you know, I didn't watch it immediately when it came out because it's a French foreign horror movie. I, whatever. I never got along. I never got around to watch it. Um, but I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, there wasn't a point in this movie where I wasn't fucking, like, anxious or disturbed the first time I watched it. Like, uh, I don't, uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. Like it, it, it had everything that would keep me engaged. It had really good special effects. The acting in it was really good. Uh, the story was compelling and fucked up and kept me guessing. And then you know the the ending. Um, it was just it was a really good movie. Um, this is kind of the the type of movie experience that I would like to get from every movie I sit down to watch. You know what I mean? Because it's like how how fucking horrible is it when you're like yeah i'm gonna watch this movie and it's god awful and you're like why did i just waste an hour and a half watching fucking i don't know josh give me a bad movie 
this is just a setup for me to say Mac and me. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. I'm glad that you still answered it. With Mac and me. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, um, like you could literally go down and like, you know, you don't, you don't know what the, 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 the full extent of the story with the ending is, uh, you know, um, it just, I, I, I don't know. Like I couldn't stop watching it. And the cool thing is, is a testament to this filmmaker is that I enjoyed it just as the same watching it this time for the show. Like, yeah. None of that is lost. Now, if I if I were to wait maybe another seven years and watch it again, will it have the same effect? Maybe. Um, but I just I can tell you that uh, for second viewing, um, it still had that impact that the first viewing had. Um, even though I did kind of remember some of the plot points and all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm also going to put an R. Um, this this. This ticked a lot of boxes. Um, like I said, good, good cinematography, good directing, um, good acting, good special effects. Um, the music was good for what was there. Um, the locations. I, I, I dug this movie. I give it an R. It was a really good psychological movie. It didn't give me like those butterflies in your chest where you're like, oh shit, I'm scared. But it was a really good psychological movie. <laughs> oh shit! Is that what happens when you're scared? You it say is. that. To oh shit! Scared. Like, when I watch fucking people under the stairs and those arms come out, oh shit! Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um, what do I think was said? I believe I, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a page out of the book of Josh for a second. Josh doesn't like spoilers. The one reason why people you don't think like... she spoiled the afterlife so bad she got pissed and she killed herself? I think. So he, So here's the thing. Let's be honest, right? If you were heavily religious or you believed in there was an afterlife, whatever your scenario, right? What's to stop you from joining that afterlife now? The rule said if you kill yourself, you don't go. Not every religion believes that. Not every society believes that. There's still, there's still a doubt in my opinion, in human minds, regardless of what it is, there's still a doubt. Besides what happens if I do pull that trigger and there's nothing, right? Mm. There's always the doubt of what's going on, what's being told to you, what's being passed down. I think spoiler alert, it was fully fucking revealed that there is something waiting for her. And the See, reason you want to know but what, the, though? but just a second, the reason why okay. I believe that right. is because of exactly what the mademoiselle said. Her exact words when she was talking to the guy on the other side of the door, she told him, keep doubting. Mm. Because people who doubt don't do. You know what I mean? So there are people who are probably doubting that there's something in the afterlife. She tells him, keep doubting. You know what I mean? Like, stay alive, basically. It's like, if that... It, it was almost like a push to say, like, you know, you can do what you want. Keep fucking doubting. <coughs> I'm going. That's my opinion on what it was. I think that it was fully revealed that there's something else there. And basically, here it is. Spoiler alert. It's there. Fucking take it if you want it. And she did. See, but it, I, I just I just found that scene on, on YouTube, and I was watching it while you were talking. 
Um, Mademoiselle doesn't give any tells with her face of what's being said. Like she's she's listening intently, and her she's her eyes are going just back and forth. Mm -hmm. But she's but it's it's fun because she's like she's like religiously preparing herself. She's getting the makeup off. She's taking off her fake eyelashes. She's cleaning everything. She takes off the the the, the mini hair piece that she's got on, you know, and she just kind of keep doubting you know what i mean why didn't she just put the gun in her mouth to begin with why didn't she just take her life otherwise because that's how the movie was written but exactly but it feels almost like there's like a a preparation okay you know what let me take a couple of minutes to myself let me get ready because you can tell she's just going to end her like when you look back at it now you can just tell she's going to end her life like she's she's doing one of those things right so that's why would she wait for the day when all of her fucking accolades are there well they they, it's it sounds like you know uh, it, it it all happened so quick is what it sounds like is going on. It all happened so quick. She spent a couple hours in the state. She was communicating. Now the mademoiselle was kind of taking it in and she was getting ready while the other people were being called. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it's actually a shorter time period in which this happens than you believe. Okay. So, the movie itself. I like the movie. I like it a lot. I, I like that whole time period with the, with the French extreme horror, with frontiers and high tension and, and this movie. Mm. And there's a bunch of other ones that appeared at the time too, like inside l'interior. Um, we should do, um, we should do high tension too. That was really good. Yeah, we should do high tension. That'll be really good. Um, Josh's notes on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to hear that. Like it's yeah, going to be a lot of what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You guys and your fucking weird movies that make no sense. Yeah, exactly, Mac and me. Hey, this movie made sense. This wasn't fucking. Oh, this movie made sense. It only had one. What the? It only. It only hit one. What the fuck? It barely even hit the what the fuck meter. Yeah. That puppy got almost broke when I watched Phantasm. That sucker was banging off the charts. What the fuck. <laughs> what the fuck. Um. So yeah, so I really like this movie. Uh, I think that the American remake was totally unnecessary and should never be really talked about in a lot of ways. Uh, this is the version that you want to see, folks. Like, unless you're like Josh, where you have a hard time really kind of seeing the subtitles, do yourself a favor and watch the original fucking version. You know what I mean? But we force Josh to do this shit anyway because we love him. So get fucking watching. Well, um, it's it, what, what, Adam. What's a better movie experience? The fucking real one or the the watered down always the one real. that you can f- the real one, man. The real, the real one. one. The French, the French foreign wasn't nearly as bad as like the Korean or anything like that. Mm. Yeah, At least I was able to pick up enough nouns that I could follow the story, even if there wasn't subtitles. It's mm. true. It's true. Uh, so yeah, so I talk highly of this movie. I always do tell people about it, uh, but really, in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to the horror community. Not too many people don't know about this movie. This is one of those ones that kind of made its way up in infamy. Like I said, Josh and and Tim, you've talked about this before. It's one of those ones that hit those lists of what the fuck movies. But I don't think it's because of like the extreme gore. It's extreme horror in terms of the fact that it's got that twist. It's the unsettlement to it. It's the fucked up scenario. 
just like the movie Interior, it's the same thing. It's it's there's a twist and a fucked up scenario to it, and the end just goes way at the fucking door. So it's great, and this is the kind of movie that I miss experiencing for the first time. This that's one of those things. It you know they always say about horror movie fans. It's, it's, it's like a drug addiction in some cases, like you're chasing that dragon, you're chasing that high. This is the kind of movie that I wish I could see for the first time again. And those are the movies that get me excited. That's why a few years ago, Autopsy of Jane Doe, fucking awesome when I watched that for the first time. It struck me like this movie did, and High Tension, and a whole bunch of other movies. Um, I totally give this movie an R. It's, it's absolutely up there as a movie that I recommend all the time to anybody. Um, and I watch it regularly. Like I've probably in all honesty, seen this movie close to 10 times since 2008. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was a legit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so there we go. So great conversation tonight, gentlemen. Thank you everybody for joining us on this episode where we discuss the, one of the ultimate in French extreme horrors that everybody seems to enjoy. And it's talked about all the time. And yeah, this is one of those movies that even, even if you don't believe that you've seen it, you've probably at least seen parts of the ending or some of the, the visuals because it makes some of those best of videos all the time that are on the internet, the mojo videos and shit like that. So absolutely. This is a movie we recommend three R's go out and see it. If you haven't seen it or it's one of those, movies it's one of those movies to fill your time. If you're just looking for that, comfort movie to go back and sit down and watch again. So thank you very much, everybody for joining us. Don't forget like share and subscribe, hit that subscribe button down below and set yourself for notifications. When we release episodes every week on the misunderstood our company on YouTube, check us out on Facebook, misunderstood our company, like share, subscribe. We're also on all the major podcasting platforms, including, but not limited to Google play, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Amazon music, even. We're also on Patreon. Open up your hearts and your wallets. Tim needs his coffee fix. Well, today it's Pepsi because I, I, I needed more caffeine. Tim needs his caffeine fix. And until next time, Josh. You know, it's very rare that a, uh, a movie's ending does this to me. But I just sat there for a good five minutes and watched the credits roll. This film has one of my favorite endings I think I've seen in a long time. Impressive. And I just just wanted to say that. Yeah, I like it. I like because it's open for interpretation. There's there's all kinds mm-hmm. of things. It's great. And it's bleak. I fucking love that. Tim. Stay safe and stay spooky. Until next time. Keep it creepy, everybody. Good night.